stand with us. I want to read a, a scripture and then we'll dive into teaching for a few moments and um, I'm excited about this. So Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Um, oh my goodness, there it is in blue. I love it. Or is that green? <laughs> I don't know. It's green. It's green. Green means go. So Ephesians 3:20. this is from the amplified version. So that means it's louder than normal. <laughs> Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. How many of you guys are already hearing a theme this morning and... I didn't tell Neil what to sing. We don't do that. And But, man, that song, hey, my breakthrough is here. I'm believing for my breakthrough. Who am I to say what the Lord can do? Like So um, So just quickly, a couple weeks ago when we were gathered together, we had a spontaneous move of the Spirit, and they gave a message in tongues, and there were some interpretations. So as I was praying about God, what do, what do you want me to say? I felt like, how can I improve on what Jesus said last time we were together. And what some of those interpretations were, was I dare you to ask big, dream big, pray big. Come on, I, listen, God, this is a word from God. God is giving you permission to pray big, ask big, and who are we to deny what the Lord can do? I want you to hear this from the message translation. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine, guess, or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing you around, but by working within you. Oh my God. The spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah. Glory through every generation. Glory through every millennia. I love that. God is able to do more than your wildest dreams. Some of us have tame dreams, domesticated dreams, pathetic dreams. God says, your, your lack of small dreams offends me. Uh-oh, <laughs> Raggy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm, I'm encouraging us to take the limits off. Before we're seated, I just want one more scripture. Psalm 78, this won't be on the screen, but God says, when they journeyed through the wilderness, how often they grieved me by limiting me, by putting limits on what I can do, by putting limits on what, I mean, and often and often, can God provide water in the wilderness? Can God, like with, with is it possible for him? And God said, man, they grieved me that they didn't, the one who parted in ocean, for you to walk over, you don't think you can bring water out of a rock? You know what I mean? Like, So I, I really believe God is putting a demand on our faith. And Luke 18 says something. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, says, When the Son of Man returns, will he really find faith on the earth? I believe he's going to find it here. We all say he'll find it right here. Come on. Amen. Let's pray together, then we'll get into the word today. God, 
love these people, but I love you even more. And I want to be obedient to your voice and partner with your Holy Spirit and say what you're saying. And Lord, we, we posture our hearts to receive your grace and your truth. Allow you to make the adjustments and alignments so that we can walk through this open door of 2024. With, with Lord, you said we walk by faith. And so, God, we just determined to get in stride, to get in pace, to, to begin to walk by faith in Jesus' mighty name. And, God, we take the limits off. We take the borders off. And we declare you are able to do exceedingly, the Amplified Version says, super abundantly <laughs> more than we could dare to ask or think. So, Jesus, let that faith settle in among us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you. Today is New Year's Eve, and uh, I always love New Year's Eve, and I really do. Because you get to kiss me at midnight. I get to kiss you at midnight, yeah. That's... We're in bed. We're sleeping. <laughs> um, we usually aren't sleeping because all of our crazy neighbors start popping fireworks. How many of you guys got cats or dogs? Man, that's most of the room, right? How many of you guys know your cats and dogs love the fireworks, right? <laughs> if you decided, I'm not staying up to midnight, I'm going to enter the year in rest. Your dogs and cats will cease you from being able to do that. And I remember one time we had a chocolate lab, and we went, uh, this is when we lived in Smyrna, Tennessee, and they would turn the airport into this awesome fireworks show and people would just stream and it, it, it was some of the best fireworks shows I've ever seen in my life but when we got home our dog was not so excited about our night all of our blinds were shredded and tore and in the millions of we came home crying like what happened and he found a new home not very long after that <laughs> but today's new year's eve and and I really believe it matters how you exit yeah a season and how you enter it. And there's so much I want to say in that, but I, I believe that there's a turning of the page and the beginning of a new chapter and believers all over the world will be, uh, I'll say joining with us. Maybe we're joining with them and beginning the year out with a 21 day fast. And this happens all over the world. And it's amazing what God does in these moments. And how many of you guys know already 2024, right? There's, there's an election coming. There's a lot of stuff that has the, the potential to divide our country, to bring wars and, and fights and the worst out of each other. But we're going to begin this year praying and believing God for God to do a work in our nation again, right? And a work in our hearts, right? And so I believe that's important. Um, but tonight, you know, while the fireworks are whistling and screaming and bursting and popping and, and exploding, I wonder, do you ever wonder, like, what are they celebrating? Do you? Like, I, I don't, maybe I'm an overthinker, but I'm like, as they're cracking fireworks and keeping us all up, and some of them don't realize that after 12 o'clock, like, okay, you can go to 12, 10, 15. Some of y'all stay up to 2, 3 o'clock, and I'm like, we get it. You're excited, right? Like, but what are they celebrating, right? Like, does that ever occur to you guys? It does to me. Um, 2024 is being deemed the year of the open door. In Hebrew, it's the year 5784, but in, 
and the Greco-Roman calendar is 2024, and this is considered the year of the open door. And um, I believe personally God wants to do something in your life concerning an open door, and I definitely believe he's going to do something in our congregation as the year of the open door. I really hope and believe in my prayer, and I'm just setting my faith that in 2024, we're going to open our first home to, to minister and start Bethesda as a place of healing and transformation. I believe that. I'm glad three of you, you know, believe with me. But. I want to, and you may already have it in your notes. I don't know what your notes say, but we actually had somebody, we were up here painting um, this week, and uh, somebody came that said, I want to give the first down deposit to go into the thing. It was a $600 check to go into Bethesda. And so we've had other people that have reached out. We haven't said this or started any of this, but I had other people reaching out to me towards the end of the year. They said, man, God told me I need to start giving. Do you guys have a fund that we can set up and start putting money towards Bethesda? And I'm like, yes, we do. And so we're just taking those steps. We're going to trust God. And that's where I feel like God's saying, look up. Nothing is impossible. And, you know, and when he tells you to look up, you're keeping your eyes on him because I'm like, Lord, in ourselves, I don't know what we're doing, but you do, and you can give us and put us in the right places. So it's keeping our eyes on him. Uh, let's see. I want you guys to consider a few passages with me, okay? As we're just going to talk just for a few moments, God, as a family and as friends, and I just want to kind of lean into this space. Everybody say 2024. Is the, year is the year of the open door. Of the open door. Okay, so let's, let's just kind of dive into the scriptures for a few moments. And I want you to see this in the word of God because, listen, I believe in prophetic words, but I definitely believe in the Bible too, right? So if you get it in the word of God and you get it in prophecy, that's a twofold witness to me. So let's just look at Acts. Uh, matter of fact, it's interesting to me. Matter of fact, can you open your... Uh, your phone Bible, and uh, to um, Psalm 24 and the Passion Translation. And I just thought this was interesting because it's uh, Psalm 24, and this is the year 2024, and Sandy Sutherland made, said something in um, Sunday school about Psalm 24. So I started reading it uh, while she was talking, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is fire. So um, is it right if we kind of go off the cuff for a minute? Oh, my goodness. Um, in case you don't know, I need glasses now. Um, verse 7 of Psalm 24. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. Jenny said the word of the Lord was lift up your eyes, lift up your head. Psalm 24, this is the year of the open door. And Psalm 24 verse 7 says, lift up your heads, you living gateways. The ageless doors of destiny, the king of glory is about to come through you. I love that. Verse 9, so wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny, here comes the king of glory, ready to come in. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Acts 16, 26, check this out. 
And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaking. And immediately, I want you guys to see this, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. In a moment of praise, in a moment of pursuit of the presence of God in the face of God, bonds started bursting off and everybody's doors started opening. What if together we could find the sound of rejoicing, the sound of celebration, according to Psalm 24, that releases doors of glory and the king of glory to walk through the doors and open the doors? Man, wow, that's so good. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. For a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. How many of you guys know that sometimes when God wants to open the door, you just don't skip through the forest, right? Sometimes when God wants to open a door, there's an enemy that wants to keep you from going through, right? So, um, but I love that. Paul says a great and effective door. I wonder what a great and effective door is. To me, that's when you, uh, you go to Walmart and it opens on its own accord right? That's an effective door. That's a great door to me. One I don't have to touch, have to get my hands on. As I approach it, it opens on its own. I think that's what Paul meant. As I just begin to follow the Lord, the door began to open for me. Love that. A great and effective door has opened to me. Second Corinthians 2.12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, a door open to me by the Lord. Do y'all see that? Who opened the door? The Lord opened the door. I, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house. Of God. I mean, I love that. The Lord opened the door. Colossians 4, 3, he says, meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word. And Revelation 4, 1, this is an awesome one to me. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. You know, I was thinking about, as you were kind of exhorting us earlier, that some of us have felt like the heavens were shut, like the heavens were, were we couldn't enter in. And, and, and Revelation 4, 1, I love that. It says, as I looked and behold, there was a door opened in heaven. But to see it, you got to look up. You got to look up. Guys, I, I'm hoping you can hear. Listen, the Bible says, if you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I believe the Lord. I don't know what door he needs to open for you this year. I don't know what door you're believing God for him to open. And let me ask you something. Are you believing God to open any doors in your life? Have we settled for cul-de-sac, complacent, lukewarm Christianity, or are we asking God to open doors so that our life is more effective for the kingdom? Because that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Pray for us that God would open a door. Wow. I wonder how many of us have just settled, have just kind of become content that, that this is far enough, this is, all, you know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, checked the box, I'm good. I think about this too, how many of us are 
if you have an open door before you, I've used this analogy. I was actually watching a show and the girl was needing to go through the door, but there was something that had happened and it was keeping her on the outside. And for some of us, that may be fear that I don't know what it looks like once I walk in. For some of us, it's complacency. I don't know what it's going to cost or what it's going to, what I'm going to have to do. But I'm wondering what is keeping us from walking through the door, from going into what God has for us. And I was thinking about this morning, I've said this probably a couple months ago, um, one of the themes kind of over in our church has been Joshua and Caleb, right? And uh, going into the promised land. And a few months ago, we had a service, and I really felt like God says, there are some of you guys, you've already stepped over into your promised land. Like, we're not on the other side waiting. You have stepped over. But when you step into what God has, there are things for us to do. There's things for us to occupy. There's things that we're going to have to, we can't settle for. We have to drive those things out. Like, there's things that we need to do, not from a workspace mentality, but whether it's trusting God. And that's what I love. When he says to look up, it's taking reliance off of myself and saying, okay, God, I'm following you. I have no idea what this looks like. It's a little freaky, a little scared. You know what I mean? But God, I trust you, and I'm going to follow you on this journey. And so I just think it's interesting. And this is something we're going to be starting a series called Donkey Mission. And this was the other word that I felt like God gave me through at the end of the year. And I mentioned this already in our, our gathering times. But some of you feel like you've been in an insignificant season. You feel like where I've been, it just doesn't make sense. It just feels insignificant. And God really has spoke to my heart, and I I didn't really understand, and I'm still leaning into that. What may feel insignificant is actually a very significant moment. When Elijah tells a servant to go and to look, it could have felt very insignificant going and looking and saying, I see nothing. And I feel like that's been this kind of cloud hanging on the church a little bit. This, like, I don't see anything happening. I don't, you know, we're we're wanting these big things. And we keep going back. And it's, God is going to get the glory. He says, if you can do it in your own strength, then why do we need him? But he's going to get it in his own glory. And I feel like he's saying, don't give up. Don't get weary in well-doing. Go back. Get in the posture of prayer. Trust me. And listen to what I'm, what I'm saying and what, what he has for us. And I, I just felt that really strong this morning, that if we come in a spirit of unbelief, we actually tie the hands of God from moving. Now, I'm not saying we got to be hyped and jumping and screaming and running. Like, that's, but the faith of God that, you know what, I am loved. I am healed. When those voices come, are the enemies trying to hold the door closed? No, this is the door that God says, I am able to walk through. And I'm not going to back down from what God has said or what God has told me. I hear the sound of rain. I may not see it. I may not see a cloud. I may see something that looks so insignificant. Wow. Wow. A cloud, guys, a cloud the size of a man's hand. Do you know how small that is in the middle of a sky? But God, I see something. I see a little speck. And if you can do anything, then you can do this. And some of you, you need to get back on the, I I don't, I'm getting all excited. You may feel insignificant. 
You may feel like God has passed you by. You may feel like I've aged out of this thing or I, I haven't aged up. That is a lie from the enemy. God has something for every single, we did a whole series on we're better together. We're stronger together. There's a world that I don't know what's coming in 2024. I'm not a gloom and doom person. I'm actually an optimist, like I really am. But I feel like there are gonna be some things and God is telling us, keep your gaze upon me. Don't get caught up in the things that are going on here. Don't get distracted. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your gaze on me. That's good. You're good at this. Um, you know, I was thinking about something, and y'all are just going to have to follow me for a moment. How many of you guys got dogs and cats, right? Majority of you guys. How many of you guys know sometimes they do weird things, right? There's a whole thing of watching cat videos. And by the way, Josiah Tyler Davenport loves cat videos. So if you want to send him something, send him some cat videos because he loves them. But um, we had two little pit bulls, and they were some of the most beautiful dogs in the world. And we have Rocky, and we had Belle. And Belle was me and Isaac's dog. And um, Belle was black and white and just beautiful. But she got out of our fence, and she got hit by a car. And it broke her spine and her back legs and paralyzed and she was dragging her back legs around and it was so heartbreaking we loved this dog so much rocky not so much rocky was the other people in our home's dog but me and isaac loved bell and so bell lived in isaac's room and uh and it was there that bell really suffered and we cared for her the best we could changing putting diapers on her and I mean we did everything we could to try to nurse this dog back and we love this dog but something happened to Rocky watching Belle suffer in that room because to this moment Rocky will not go in that room there's something about that room and he'll put a paw over and go nah right and I wonder how many times maybe you guys have experienced a disappointment or experienced a setback or experienced a moment. And, and when there's an open door and you're free to walk through, there's something in you that says, no, I can't, I can't go there. I can't do that. I can't, I can't trust again. And I believe God wants to heal that wound, that, that spot in our heart. And um, so, you know, Stephen Furtick said something I thought was kind of cool. He said, most good believers in Jesus are not in danger of ruining their lives. They're in danger of wasting them. Mark Twain said, the two most important days in the life of every person is the day you were born and the day you figure out why. And the second one is far more important than the first one. You know, where are those moments like the apostle Paul who says, listen, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like how comfortable and how settled and how complacent and cul-de-sac Christianity have we become when there's no skin in the game anymore, when there's no sacrifice, when there's no faith. Let me ask you guys something. And I'm not mad by the way, I promise I'm not mad. I'm just doing my own heart search as I listen back to that word that was given to us in tongues and interpretation two weeks ago. And I've just been searching my own heart and searching my own soul. Like, I, do I believe God is a God of miracles? Like, do I actually believe that? 
I mean, do I actually believe God opened the ocean so people can walk through on dry ground, right? Do you believe that? Like, do you act, I mean, do you actually believe that? I mean, do you actually believe a person who was born blind received their sight? I mean, do you actually believe a person who had leprosy was cleansed with a word? I mean, do we actually believe a person can be beaten with 39 lashes to the inch of their life, pierced in both hands and their feet, and a javelin shoved into their side so that water and blood poured out and were put in a tomb with the rock sealing it and of their own accord get up, fold up the handkerchief, and walk out a closed door? Like, do I actually believe that like do i actually believe that god can make the sun stand still matter of fact one occasion hezekiah is is being arrogant and he's showing off and he's he's bragging about what things the treasures he has and god sends a prophet named isaiah to walk right into the king's chambers and say this is what the lord says he's can I put it in R.C.'s version? This is not the Bible. This is R.C.'s version. God's ticked at you, bro. It's done for you. Get your house in order. In a moment, Hezekiah turns his heart over, begins to cry out to the Lord. And while the prophet is still in the palace, walking, about to go through the door, the Spirit of God arrests him and says, whoa, ho, ho, ho. Go back. I heard him. I seen him. I saw what he did. You go back and tell him I'm adding 15 years to his life. And, and, and so Isaiah goes back, and, but Hezekiah so tore up, he says, how can this be? How, how do I know that this word is true? And the Lord says, ask me for a sign. Ask me for anything. And Hezekiah says, I want time to go backwards. God says, cool with me. Do I actually believe God can make the sun stand still and to prove his love, he'd make time go backwards? Do I actually believe what the miracles? Do I actually believe that God can turn? I mean, like, how does this scientifically happen that you take a jug of water and turn it into the best wine they've ever had? Have we ever thought about scientifically what has to happen for a person who was paralyzed for 38 years to get one touch from God and hop up walking? Like, like do we believe this stuff? Then let me ask us a question that I've been asking. What in my life testifies that I believe that? Where can I go in my life and point to moments, decisions, giving, living in such a way that I actually believe the creator of the universe loves me enough to make the sun stand still, to turn time backwards, to bring dead things back? Like, come on, guys. Are we saying we believe this or do we actually believe it? Because when we worship, you have to connect your faith to what we're singing or we're just saying words. When we sing, I believe for my breakthrough, I believe for my miracle, are you saying it or do you actually believe what you're saying? Right? 
Like that's the difference between worship that ascends and worship that goes up the mountain of the Lord is a worship that is connected with faith and with declaring the goodness of God, the power of God, the glory of God, and you coming into alignment with that and ascending the hill of the Lord saying, I believe for my breakthrough. I believe for my miracle. I believe your word is true. I, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? And there's a difference between singing, and, and I'm not mad at anyone singing. You guys sing amazing, right? But I, I, can, can I just be a pastor for a moment and say, come on, God has higher heights than this. God has more for us than this. And for us to ascend the hill of the Lord, we're going to have to ascend it by faith. Because anything that's not of faith is sin. Did you know that? The Bible says, that whatever is not of faith is sin? Did you know Abraham received a miracle of a child when he was 100 years old? Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm just kidding. But like, at what age do you get to opt out that I'm no more in the faith game? At what age do you opt out that that's not required of me anymore? Because he says the just live by faith. Right? So I'm not mad at anybody. Y'all know that, right? Like, I love you. Like, let's hug afterwards. Like, but I want to challenge us because scientifically, we've broken the sound barrier. Have y'all ever watched those videos on YouTube with airplanes breaking the sound barrier? It's incredible. I challenge you. Go watch it. You'll see a jet going through the sky. All of a sudden, this, like, cloud, boom, and shoo, and they're going faster than sound can travel. It's breaking the sound barrier. And then there's so many areas in technology, like this blows my mind. Like, can I have fun just for a moment? Can you imagine going back in time 100 years and seeing people writing letters and riding them around on camels and horses and stuff and trying to take a letter to Tennessee and it's gonna take them three days, right? You're like, hey, in the future, we have pieces of plastic in our pocket. And we can literally pick them up and call anywhere in the world. And they're like, well, how long does that take? Oh, it's instantaneous. Matter of fact, we can take a camera. A what? Yeah. This thing in the future that can take imagery and throw it somewhere else, anywhere else in the world you want it, in a moment of time, like... If you went in the past, could you prove you were from the future? Like, I can't, I can't explain any of this stuff. <laughs> like, uh, and and the, how do you do that? I don't know. It's just, that's what we do. We grab a piece of plastic and we can talk to anyone on any side of the world in a moment of time. And they would be like, that's crazy. Yeah, because technology, we've broken so many barriers. We don't have to send letters right with people risking their life in snow and tre like i can get on a piece of plastic and type on some plastic buttons and send you a letter instantaneously they're like that's crazy how do you do that i don't know i, mean, I can't explain it, right so we've broken sound barriers we've broken all these technology barriers and i'm wondering when the church is going to break the doubt barrier how long you know, one of the things that I love the story of Peter and him walking on the water, but make no mistake, he gets a rebuke from Jesus. Why did you stop believing? 
it's great. Come on. Like, he walked on the water. It's amazing, and God's not mad at you. But I wonder what he would say. Come on, listen. Can you just journey with me for a minute? What would the Apostle Paul think if he came into this congregation today? He'd say, come on, guys. I put my life on the line for this message. Like, let's go touch the world around you. What would Jesus say today to us if he had the mic and we were all privileged to listen to the Lord Jesus, the rabbi of all rabbis, talk to us today? What would he say? I think he would say, guys, it's time to break the doubt barrier. I'm tired, Mark, of hearing of the miracles that happen somewhere else. I'm tired of hearing the glory that falls in other places. We got to break the doubt barrier, guys. Come on, how many of you guys want to see the glory of God in your lifetime? So can we, as we come into the end of 2023, we're exiting this season and entering a new season. And I know it's just a day, but can we take stock for a moment? You know, I think it's good. I call it a pulse check. I do a pulse check on my life all the time. God, am I following you? Am I, am I doing what I need to be doing? Like I, I constantly... Not because I'm scared, but I just want to make sure I'm, I'm doing what God wants and I'm in his will. Can we take a moment just for a second? And are we, is there places that we have doubt? Is there places that we have just given up? Maybe you're on your sixth go around to go look to see if there's rain. And you're like, <sighs> but I'm telling you, when he gives you a promise, and you may feel like you've been in an insignificant moment, but you have no idea what God is setting up for you. You have no idea what he may have been working out through you. Because sometimes he's got to get some stuff out of the way. He's got to bring healing into your life. He needs to bring some correction before he can put you in the place. David did get anointed king and then end up in the palace. He was still learning how to worship. He was still... There was a promise. It didn't come overnight. Sometimes you got to go back through the process. So you may feel like, man, I've been in this insignificant season this year. I feel like I'm in a hopeless season. But can I tell you, when you keep your faith and your trust in God, he is faithful to keep his word. And he says, if you trust in me, I remember saying I was young and maybe in my 20s. I said, God, I just want to please you. Like, that was like my heart's cry. How do I please you? How do I please you, God? And one of the things God took me to Hebrews, and he says, Jenny, have faith. Have faith in me, not in yourself. Some of you, you're still trying to be your own God and create your own way. God says, put your faith and your trust into me. Come under submission to what I have for you and I'll open the doors even when all of hell is standing behind trying to keep that door blocked all I got to do is just stand in part I mean oh, we serve a big God and he is not done with our story so can we stand for just a moment and can we just take 30 seconds a minute can you just take stock? Maybe you have already done this, but can we just for a moment, God, is there any areas of my life that I have doubt? Or maybe there's unbelief. 
God, is there a door that you're, you're beckoning to me to come through? But God, I've got some fear. I have some doubt. God, would you help me? Can we just take that moment to pray? I'm going to say yes to. There's some things in my life, God, that I'm going to let you love out of me. God, there's some areas I'm going to let you heal that I've held the door closed because I don't want to walk in that room because it's too painful. But God, would you come in and bring healing? God, that that despair that I've been holding on to, that things will never change. God, I'm going back again and I'm looking up. of what it costs. God, you never asked me to give up anything that you don't have better for me. Oh, Lord, we love you this morning and we bless your name. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never stepped and crossed the line of faith. Can we pray this morning? Maybe you're saying, man, I have tried to live this life on my own, or I'm broken, or man, my life is a mess. Wherever you find yourself, can I invite you to surrender to him? He died on the cross, a horrible, painful death. He took it for us, for our freedom, for our forgiveness. It's nothing we even deserve. But he says, that's how much I loved you. This much, wide open. I've come to wipe your shame away. I've come to give you wholeness. So this morning, if if you don't know him, we're going to ask our prayer team to come down. We want you to know before you leave this place that you are forgiven. God can wipe away all of the sin, all of the junk. And we hand over the pen to the story of our life and we begin to allow him to write the new chapter. God, a new chapter of hope, a new chapter of freedom, a new chapter of your joy. So if you're here this morning, can we just close our eyes for a moment? And maybe you're saying, I need to take that step. I don't know him, but I want to know him. Would you just lift your hands? No one's looking at you, but I just want to be able to pray. So, Father, I pray for those who, God, do not know you. Or maybe they find themselves in that place of of the tug of war, I call it. Where they feel you calling, but they still feel the pull. God, would you come in and sever that by your love? That they would know, God, that you have good for them that you'll be with them, that you'll walk with them, that you'll guide them, that you'll lead them into all truth. And I pray for those, God, who are searching, even those listening or online, God, that you would show yourself this year, 
the goodness of God. God, may we come against the doubt that sometimes just plays over and over in our mind. God, will we begin to allow our minds to be renewed by your goodness, by the things that you've done, remembering where you've brought us from. Lord, we love you this morning. We bless you. Have your way, God, we pray in our lives and in this community. If you're here this morning in new prayer, they're going to pray for you. If not, I pray this tonight as you're maybe having a, a friend's night and maybe uh, shooting off fireworks or maybe you're having a quiet evening in. Can I encourage you to pray? Give God your heart. Give him your yes. And let this be an amazing year that we walk into. Amen. Look up real life. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday.